What's going on, people? Hello and welcome to the Capable Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Cole Pinnock. I'm here with Alan O'Gara, who's too slow to I'm answer Alan because he's drinking. It's wrapped the intro. Wrapped the flow of the intro. Well done, Al. Well too done, excited. Al. Too excited. <laughs> it's our first guest. guest this we've got a first guest on for the, for the first guest for the year, actually, isn't it? Excuse me. Yeah, nice. Mm. Nice to have, uh, have some some company other than yourself. Not that yeah, I yeah, don't like to it. Yeah, I know. We did spend a lot of time together before. And it's nice. It was nice to catch up. But it's nice to have somebody else to talk to other than you. So, But before we do go to speak to our, our lovely guest, what's been going on with you, bro? Me, oh, you know, in the, with the noise of life, I've been, I've had car trouble. That, that's been my issue of the week. It's been um, our issue for the podcast. Everybody's had car trouble over the last Everyone knows about our car trouble. It's just been, <laughs> been one of those things. I finally gave up the ghost, but I do have a new vehicle. She is the new love of my life. And <laughs> I'm scared to put miles on her. I think I'm even more scared to put petrol in her at the moment with the prices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> That's all I'm doing is looking at just, her outside. Just looking at her through the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pushing her. Up not much. I tell you what. I, what I have been doing is because uh, I I'm not sure if I mentioned before on the last episode, but I'm I'm actually thinking about going into studies and I've been looking into uh, doing a degree. So I've been looking into yeah. that for the last over this last week actually speaking to a few people because it's not something I've ever I've not I've not studied at that level before so. It's a big leap for me, for me anyway. Looking Hogwarts will accept you? (laughs) (laughs) You call me completely off guard with that one. (laughs) I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. But yeah, it's something I've been looking into. Yeah, just kind of expand on my knowledge a little bit more, you know? Every day's school day, mate. But this is the thing, but you know, as, as I always talk about, you know, doing things late in life and whatnot, which is kind of one of the reasons I called, got, I wanted to connect with our guest today, but uh, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to waste any more time. I want you to give us our, our fun fact, because I think that's fun the thing. I think that's the only reason why people tune in, to be fair. I, I, I think it's one of the major <laughs> reasons why people tune in. I, I think we still need a jingle, but we'll, I haven't come up there. with a jingle yet. Maybe we can. I haven't come up with a jingle yet. It's like it's the third episode with the fun facts. I don't know. I'll, I'll find something. I'll put something together. We'll have a jingle. In fact, why don't we just get somebody to send us in a jingle? Okay, <laughs> send us in a jingle instead of me making it. We need a jingle, people. We need a jingle for Alan's fun facts. Okay, I think this this one. I suppose it's, it's kind of relevant, but it's the most bizarre Tinder match. I, I know, I know, I know. Okay, so in, in 2014, there was a match in Antarctica. So oh, wait, two, I think I've heard this. Have you? Yeah, yeah. go on, go, go on. <laughs> Two research scientists matched, okay? One was a, a guy from working on the Makurdo station in, in the Antarctic, and the other was another research lady who was about a 45-minute helicopter ride away. And, and I remember like picking this up and thinking, like two questions like just came straight to my mind, like who is at the end of the earth checking <laughs> in their data apps for one? <laughs> and then to get a match, like what, how are you going to drop a line and be like, where are we going on our date? Like where did you meet up? <laughs> like, what, what, what? <laughs> it, just, it just blew my mind. Blew my mind totally. So, wicked. Love it. I love that one. Still doesn't beat the first one, but I'm loving that one. 
<laughs> can, I, can I can I just ask if have either of you seen the Tinder swindler on not, yes I watched yes. it last night unbelievable not yet I haven't watched I've heard about it I've got my feelings about that but I'm gonna leave them for another time <laughs> yeah but no let me just now take this moment to introduce that voice that everybody just heard <laughs> coming yeah so who we have here as our guest today, we have the lovely Mel Clark, trans, trans, what was it again? Transformational coach. Life purpose coach. Life purpose, yeah, so, no, there we go. <laughs> and I, I had a, a lovely chat with Mel not too long ago, but my, my main reason that for catching up with Mel was I love the fact, because as everybody else knows on this podcast, I'm all about late starters. And it's never too late to be a late starter. And I like the fact that Mel, who has got a wealth of experience, in, in so many things has now decided to change her career as she says quite late in well I say late in life late in life as most people would, would, would decide to want to change their career so yeah welcome welcome to the podcast Mel. thank you very much welcome. Carl and thank you Alan for having me no brilliant no problem so I'm not sure how you want to how you want to go Alan because I know that I'm a lot more so you're the more comedic one than I am well, and I think we wanted to kind of I think Alan wanted to kind of loosen you up with a few <laughs> quick fire questions first before we get deep and meaningful well yeah just to kind of like you know we just do things a bit differently and just one of those spread of the moment things so take it as you will and answer as you can so i've got 10 i've got 10 questions for you as long as your answer isn't later. to turn your camera off <laughs> no <laughs> it was just suddenly end call <laughs> <laughs> none of those none of those but not so quick it's, you know give people an insight into type of person you are and you know help us get to understand you as well so very very quick i'll, I'll smash through them i'm starting off with uh, what's your start sign scorpio nice uh, do you prefer lager or ipa ipa oh she's oh. quick <laughs> yeah that's summer or winter girl come up hot air balloon ride or skydive well i've done a skydive but i haven't done a hot air balloon ride which i want to do so hot air balloon okay what's your favorite shop Now you got me. Um, <laughs> Stumped over that, that one now. <laughs> Favourite shop? Mm-hmm. I you don't can, know. You can pass. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> I would have accepted KFC or anything. <laughs> I, would have, I would have shouted out Primark or H&M. Oh, God, no. No, bloody hell. Um, <laughs> Too much jumble sale. Early to bed or early to rise? Early to bed or early to rise? Isn't that the same thing? Not necessarily. You might be no, early to bed and very late to rise. Well, uh, yeah, I'm a late to bed and I'll be a later to rise. Okay. Favorite item of stationery? My, my Reiki pen that I had with my own logo on. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. What's one of your nicknames? <laughs> Smelly Mel. <laughs> That's definitely not going because on. I do <laughs> smell, not because I smell, just because it rhymes. I figured, I figured. <laughs> um, how often do you floss? Whoa, <laughs> what kind of question is that? You know what? I, I'm ashamed to admit, I don't. It's, it's, it's something I've tried. That's most people's answer. That is most people's answer. And the last one is a, it's a, it's a would you rather? And it's not too bad. It's would you rather have a three foot horse's tail or a three inch unicorn horn unicorn horn every time nice nice love it very love it <laughs> i, I love think it. i know 
a lot more about her now. <laughs> I don't think we need to continue. We've got we go. We know everything we need to know about Mel Clark. I, I, like, um, I So like, give us your socials, Mel. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, I like, I like those questions, Alan. Going back to the shop, it would be a pub or a restaurant, probably. Ah, Keeping it social. <laughs> yeah, no boo or pizza express that's what we should be asking yes yeah <laughs> okay right so let's get a, a little bit more serious so yes Mel. so one of the reasons i really wanted to talk to you is because i'm reading through your your message that you sent to me and and some of your stuff is that you've kind of you've, you've got a wealth of experiences so many things that you've kind of had to you've experienced that have kind of developed you into who you are now and i'm much more excited about the the, the change you've decided to make the new career change that you made. So I kind of just wanted you to kind of let everybody know, kind of give us a, an idea of what your story is. Talk mm-hmm. us through that. You happy? You all right with that? Yeah. Go as long as you like. We don't mind. Okay. All right. So I'm now a life purpose coach, which, which started to be a transition from 2020, which is fairly typical for a lot of people. 2020 was a massive year of change mm-hmm. and Definitely. redundancy brought it to 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 my door quicker than maybe I would have done it anyway but prior to a bit of my history so I I did psychology at university when I was younger and as I said to you Carl on the on the call the other day Mm. I taught I taught myself out of going into psychology or being a psychologist or a psychiatrist because I felt like I was too young and what the hell did I know you know how could I how could I sit in front of somebody and, and advise or be a counsellor? And so because of that, I fell into sales. And I was also at the time in a rock pop band and thought we were going to make it and all of that. But alas, you know, the drummer quit and then things just never quite got to where we'd, we'd got to with, with that. Form. And then I basically ended up getting pregnant and working full time, having a child, then becoming a single parent the band had to go and which was I was gutted about but it, it it was what it was and then I think because the sort of dream evaporated and also my parents really didn't have much in the, in the way of finances and my dad was a self-employed bricklayer mum was a part-time receptionist hmm. and I saw the struggles and I saw the struggles when I was a kid and that sort of fueled me if you like to vow to myself I was never going to row about bills every night of the week and also I could see that mum and dad weren't exactly set up for old age so that sort of inspired me to need to do something and that's when I got into property when I was sort of late 20s 30s and did a few property courses thought I was going to rule the world again did buy three buy to lets with well I dragged my brother into it and we bought three buy to lets in six months with none of our own money and it was it was different times back then, but I, you know, we ended up robbing Peter to pay Paul while we did all the refurbs before we let them out and all of that sort of stuff. So that was an interesting challenge. But the, the driver for me was always, I need to sort out a pension for my, for my mom and dad, as well as for myself. And then, <clears throat> unfortunately, I lost dad in 2006. And one of their dreams had been having a place in Spain. And even though they were never going to be able to afford it, but that was just a, a sort of dream they'd got. And me being emotional and all the rest of it, decided, oh, that'd be a good idea. Why don't we have a look at a place in Spain? Mm-hmm. And I'm a property expert now, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, 
So basically, we ended up, well, first, the first apartment we put some money down on, which was in the Costa del Sol, we got cold feet and we pulled out and we managed to get our money back, which was cool. But then I ended up nearly buying three apartments and it ended up being two apartments with my then husband. And yeah, I, looking back, it's just like, but it was in 2007, mm. just before the economic crash in 2008. Yeah. We had uh, quite a few people screw us over because when you live in the UK and they're in Spain, you don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, um, it happens and, all over that does, yeah. Yeah, and <clears throat> so it wasn't a great experience. We had some fun times over there, but it wasn't a great experience on the whole. And then with the whole recession and everything, I ended up being out of work and I was sinking. I was sinking in a sea of debt, basically. And and in the end, I just said to my husband, I can't, I can't do this. I'm going to have to go into debt management or whatever and blah 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 so so that's what we did and I ended up working part-time to try and pursue things that I gave a shit about music mm. being one of them and so there was a lot of juggling going on there was quite a bit of stress going on and I got to a point where I went to see an accountant about the potential of going bankrupt and I didn't want to go bankrupt because doing that was going to mean I was going to lose my UK properties Right. And her advice to me was, if you can keep treading water, keep treading water. And, and that's what I did. Okay. And luckily, I've still got the UK properties. Oh, um, fantastic. I don't have the Spanish properties. You'll be surprised to hear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. um, but but all uh, along all of that, the reason why I'm telling you all that is like the, the whole nearly going bankrupt and the Spain debacle and all of that is... It left me paralysed for quite a few years, really. I was scared shitless because I'd almost, you know, lost everything. Um, thinking I knew it all, didn't really know anything. And, mm. and along all of that, I got married to my then husband. And I thought it was the right thing. It wasn't too long into the marriage where I started to realise it wasn't the right thing. So mm. there, was, there was all sorts going on for me and so yeah so then and I, I, I suppose that's probably one of the reasons why I've always been a late developer I was late going into music I was 23 when I joined my band Champagne Hedgehog whereas most kids now so where, where do we find them on YouTube then oh <laughs> <laughs> um, well you'll, you'll see actually you, you blame it on Sinatra which is me and the guitarist more recently okay. um just as two but no there isn't any Champagne Hedgehog wait no there isn't well, you'll be surprised to hear Alan play the clip. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> play it. I'm going to sing it now. No, 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 no. So, so, you know, I think I was always looking for something better than what I was doing in as much as I always thought I was destined for something different you know not the norm not doing the nine to five the usual stuff that everybody has mm. to do to pay the bills and all the rest of it so I was always looking for something else whether it be an MLM opportunity I got involved in bloody all sorts uh, sorry Mel please continue right. you were talking yeah. about M uh, MLMs MLMs yeah so I got involved in a few of those didn't make any of them work which ones did you do just out of curiosity because I, I, I get approached by is it Abon oh okay right oh, then, all yeah. the time and it's, they're, so, they're so irritating. But sorry, carry on. I know, no, I've never done that. I did Amway a couple of times. I did something called E-Lottery, UV Me. Okay. 
and I am I am in one now, but I've done it. I've done it. It's called Cash FX, and mm. I've done it because you don't have to do the MLM part of it. It's a forex okay. trading thing. Right. So it, okay. It's passive income basically. Um, gotcha. So yeah, so I was always I was always looking for something something different, something to replace mm. the rat race with. And I suppose through all of that, I was I, I was chasing the wrong things. I was chasing the money and I wasn't chasing the, what, what I was passionate about. Yeah. And when you're a single parent and you're not really getting much support from where you should be getting the support from, you, you like, like a lot of people, you've got to pay the bills. You've got no choice. And if that's the, the corporate job or, or whatever job it is you've got, then so be it. And of course, you know, you're knackered outside of that. But it didn't stop me. You know, I, I kept on going and kept on going. And then after me and my husband separated and then eventually divorced, I sort of got back into what, you know, what was going on out there. Mm. And I found an online marketing platform, which was a, a heavy investment. And it wasn't just about learning online. I mean, there was loads of stuff in it, online train webinars, but you became this community of like like-minded people, basically all around the world. And I, I did some amazing stuff. I went to Texas, San Diego, Dominican Republic, all, all part and parcel of what I was doing with them. Mm. And I'm still friends with a lot of those people today, you know, and, and it, it's so weird because you can just, even if you've never met each other properly or personally in the flesh, it's still like your friends because people have got a similar outlook and a similar thing that they're trying to achieve. It might all look a little bit different, but everybody essentially wants that financial freedom, yeah. and being able to work from anywhere in the world. You all um, want to work in Bali, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Laptops, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was listening to a podcast, I think it was yesterday, and they were saying, and one of the guys that was being interviewed was saying, Bali's not a great option because there's a lot of theft there. Yeah. So, He's got a he's got a base now in Thailand, which is a lot better. He said you can leave your I don't know what part of Thailand it was, but he says you can literally leave your stuff. Nobody messes with with you or anything. So yeah. oh, that's that's food for thought. So so yeah. So through that journey, the whole coaching thing started to really come back to me because I'd wanted to be in psychology from university and talk myself out of it. I've always been the person that people go to, the natural listener, the the yeah. For whatever reason but people say I have no judgment you know people could tell me anything it doesn't matter I'm not going to judge them mm. I'm just gonna, I'm just going to listen and obviously that lends itself beautifully to coaching and so so yeah it was about it was actually when I was in Austin which was 2018 okay. and the, the coaching started to come into my mind and, and I was thinking about the whole not settling for second best because mm. I felt like that's what I'd done both in my career and in my relationship, in my marriage. Right. So yeah, so the, the sort of seed started to grow from there and had lots of chats with lots of you know people that I knew in the community and all the rest of it, what it might look like. And then started my own podcast, which was 2020 called The Never Settle Podcast. And then got made redundant. And I got, I found out it was, I can't remember what the date was. It was a date in May in 2020. I found out I was being right. made redundant. We were only a few weeks into the lockdown at that point, and yeah. I, I knew damn well that this was nothing to do with the lockdown. This was to do with the new sales director, big restructure, all of that. Right. And as it turns out, I was the first of many, you know, but I was the first to go, and then there was a lot more. But uh, within 24 hours, I'd been invited onto a webinar, which I didn't have any idea what it was about, but it was through these people that I knew in the community. 
Okay. And basically we're offering, they were doing a start and got this massive vision to help the world and impact the world. And they were looking for people to go through the accreditation to be facilitators and, and coaches for the work that they're doing, for the work that they want to get out there. Hmm. So for me, I just saw it as serendipity, the universe giving me a kick up the ass. Definitely. And, um, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, you, you can't ignore that sign. That's it's literally slapping you in the face, isn't it? Exactly. It's like 24 hours. So, so yeah, so I just, you know, it was a bit of a, oh shit, you know, there was a bit of an investment again, but I just thought I've got to do it. And I trust these people more, more importantly, you know, I trust them and I, and I know how heart centered they are. And I know that the intention is, is good and pure and all the rest of it. So I wanted to be part of that. And I think the other thing was, there was there was safety and security in doing it this way rather than going oh I'm just going to be a coach shit now yeah. what how do I get that going how do I get clients yeah I know what that and, looks like yeah. <laughs> I know what it looks like yeah I, I so, know exactly what so I there was like a level of safety there um, mm. so yeah so so we went through I mean it's been it's been a long slower journey than any of us wanted it to be you know like with any startup it's never straightforward but, you know, we're just about to kick off with a, a big corporate deal that we've got, actually, because we, we don't just do it with individuals. We're doing it individuals within businesses as well. So okay. if that's the, uh, the UC yeah. program that you're, you're running at, at the moment, isn't it? That's the one I saw on the website. Yeah, that looks cool. Not, I think I mentioned to you when we were talking before that I had somebody who I think mm. I may need to. Yeah, I was going to afforded that on to her. So I'm hoping she might she might take that up as well. because it looks amazing. I might go for it. We might have to go for it ourselves out. Check yeah. it out, definitely. I've got something a little bit to read myself. So yeah, it does look, it's, it's definitely got meaning behind it, isn't it? No, no, it's, it's cool. It's, it really is. But, well, the, I, but yeah, the UCU pathway is, it's really for people that have got to a point in their life where, and, and it could be from anything, like they've hit some chaos, whether hmm. that be a major life, life event or whether that be made redundant or marriage breakdown or, or whatever. And, they, and they're kind of lost. And, hmm. you know, a lot of people don't know what their purpose is and mm. we're, we're all yeah. just falling into things and then paying the bills and and then when you're falling into something it's really quite difficult to then change that especially the older you get as you know yeah. then you yeah. think well you know the other things kick in yeah the other things kick in like as you mentioned earlier you know you've got you've got responsibilities that you have to take care of so you can't ignore the money you know but <laughs> When you when you're all about the money, the decisions you're making are are not necessarily within you know in the same space as the the happiness, the joy as such. You know, but listening to that, yeah, you you went through quite a bit there. So you've gone from finding passion to imposter syndrome. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was <gonna> say, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then and then like, well, let's throw ourselves into this new thing. Like, there's a passion, and then that being taken away, and then like, oh baby on the way now we're clutching it it's just it's just a roller coaster it's yeah i know yeah literal roller coaster that's kind of brought you full circle mm. right back round to the because i was gonna say i was gonna ask you like one of the questions got it written down as well like was you know what did you what fears did you have with like stepping into into this into the new career that you're in now but i mean like with the roller coaster like that you're not scared of anything <laughs> <laughs> i'm scared of deep water because <laughs> <laughs> normally <laughs> yeah. you know because yeah with those but because i mean 
with a, with a scenario like that, like taking, you know, because you've, you've you've dealt with a lot of loss there, you know, and that must have been that must have been all of that must have been quite difficult, you know. So one of the questions I did want to ask was like, what what would you say the best feedback you've received from like one of those supposed failures because it's never really failure if you get feedback from but what would you say the best feedback the best thing that you've received from from one of those failures you mean my own personal ones like your own personal ones yeah I, I think I think the main feedback is and it and I was being told it all, all my life really impatient juggling too many balls mm. and trying to like I always think back to when I was in the band and it wasn't really the fame I was after. It was more the money that came with the fame. That's what I'd been mm. thinking at the time. Whereas everyone was like, oh, no, you just want to be famous. It wasn't that because I'm, you know, even though some people might say I'm an extrovert, I, I think I'm actually a bit of both. You know, I am mm. quite an introvert at times. So I think the biggest lesson really is don't chase the money because it's it's not that money doesn't give you happiness or anything mm. like that, but unless you do something that you give a shit about, you're never going to be happy and you're always going to be chasing happiness and you're always going to be chasing the dollar or, or whatever it might be, the, the something that you're looking for to, to put the plaster on, you know, the Band-Aid on or whatever, mm. that's not really addressing the problem. And, and, and when you're younger... So I was going to ask the question about, literally about happiness in that sense, listening to your story in mm. as, I'm trying to work out actually... Like what it is, yeah. Where, where was the happiness that you were striving for? And initially, you know, when you were talking about your, you know, having a, a safe haven for parents and making sure that they are set up. I mean, underline that there's always like a, a personal element that that comes with it as well. But the, the whole band thing, I was wondering, are you settling for less yourself by not pursuing the band thing and, and, and reasons for getting into the, the band? And if it was like purely financial, that kind of makes sense in amongst a lot of the. The, the, the journey side. But, but it was a passion though I'd, I'd say it yeah, was yeah. a passion it was it was definitely a passion definitely. but it, it kind of flopped out it was out of our hands sorry I'm answering your own question there yeah I feel but, very but, defensive but, but, Alan what are you saying <laughs> but, the, but, but the flop being what's what you're more passionate about or are both in your current active lifestyle at present you know is, is music still part of your mm. life now is as you know and you know you be able to balance both because you know from my perspective I'm all about balance and I think you know exactly as you had so many balls that you were juggling you know I was in a similar situation thinking that I could you know juggle way too many businesses and balls in the air at the same time and still make time for you know friends family and deals and And yourself yeah my calendar was it was literally run 24 7 and you know to the point of yeah well I can do that at five in the morning I can do that at three in the morning then why, why, why can't I so, um, yeah, you know, I, I've learned that the balance is across everything that we kind of do. And then, yeah, wondering how that kind of impacts you across you know, how you've managed to balance you know, your passion with the music and, you know, and your life purpose coaching as well. And Yeah, you're absolutely right about balance. And that was something that sort of came later for me as well, because, yeah. you know, especially working full time and then trying to do the online marketing stuff that I got involved with a few mm. years ago. I would I'd be working till two o'clock in the morning doing that sort of stuff but it didn't feel like a chore because it was pure, 
it was pure blind faith, right? That this was yeah. going to work. This was going to be the thing. Yeah. And it worked a little bit, but it didn't work anywhere near where it needed to. And I ran out of steam, I think. After a couple of years of doing that, I ran out of steam and out, out of love with it. But at the same time, it wasn't out of love with, with the that was the affiliate marketing part of it but it brought me to the coaching because that that started to germinate again as a result of being in that community of people interestingly on the balance side of thing yeah I've always been a million miles an hour and but I, I don't know if you guys have ever done I, I, I don't know how spiritual you are or whatever but have you ever entertained the idea of plant medicine or anything like that no you'd be like podcast well, we may do, we may consider it. We may consider yeah. it. It depends how good this story is. Yeah. Well, no, just it, you, Alan made me think of it when he was talking about balance. So I did it, I've only done it once, and I did it January, was it January? Yeah, it was January 2020. Was it? Anyway, it was somewhere around there. And they always say ayahuasca gives you what you need, not what you want. So mm, um, I was going to say, I was wondering if it was a, a Joe Rogan experience <laughs> that you were talking about, because it's one I definitely fancy getting involved in. <laughs> I, I, now, I, I, I wanted to have this higher consciousness awareness. I wanted to see amazing things and have all of these hallucinations or whatever. And, and I, I did have a bit of hallucination, but I, and I had a wonderful auditory experience with the music that was being played. Mm. But it just zonked me. I literally could not move, you know, because you're lying on these sort of mats. And I, I was like, just a lead weight. And that was pretty much my experience, apart from a few, you know, seeing the shaman, like literally looks like he was going 60 miles an hour past me and he clearly wasn't. And just things like that. It was the music that was beautiful and blissful for me. And then when we were talking about it the next morning, everybody was sharing their experiences and there were other people doing it. Jesus Christ, Christ knows what was going on in there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was this one guy one guy on all fours literally purging the whole time if you know Ooh, what I mean by purging I mean it was just crazy and another guy was speaking to the whole world and lifting everybody up and it, it was amazing you know I could hear all this going on but yeah. I, just I just couldn't move I was like that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so we were sharing our stories the next morning and uh, the, the shaman said to me have you got a busy life and I says mm. yeah pretty much yeah and he went, well, she's telling you to chill the fuck out then. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. That's what it sounds like. You yeah, needed need to stop moving for a minute and just listen to the music. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it really it really did have a profound effect and, and it really did stay with me. And I know damn well that since then I have got more balanced and slowed down. Sometimes I get very... Sometimes I'm still like, oh, no, but I need to do this and I need to do that, you know. But yeah. most of the time I'm just like, no, this is this is good. This is good. But does that kind of link in with, I see that you're into Reiki, Reiki, um, and, you know, does that cut across, I don't know, more uh, in, in your coaching, or is it something that, you know, it's just another avenue of passion that you've kind of, or branch of passion that you've found, actually, this is a way of interacting? And The Reiki, I, I became attuned to Reiki about five, six years ago, and that was through my then yoga teacher. So I've done yoga for a long time, since mm. mid-20s. Mid and but being in the corporate world, my spirituality has always been there. But losing dad in 2006 was what really sort of sprung it to life a lot more. And but I, I was in the spiritual closet for a long time because in my mind, I couldn't you can't be this ambitious go getter 
and you know and be zen and doing the lotus and all the rest of it it just the two just didn't marry up for me yeah, yeah. so i didn't talk now you about have it. to be now you have to be zen in order to be a go-getter now they go part I know, yeah, completely flipped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah so so i i just struggled with that for a while and it was my yoga teacher back then that started to give me the confidence to step into that a lot more and as a kid I always pretended that I could heal with my hands and all the rest of it so I think it was just a natural thing to do I just was really intrigued by it so I did it you've got three levels I've done I've done it up to Reiki too I'm not a master I've got no real desire to be a master that might change mm. <clears throat> but the Reiki really was for me on a personal front it wasn't really anything to do with wanting yeah. to go out and treat it as a business that that has literally happened in the last few months because of seeing very close to home yeah. people struggling, you know, massively struggling since since the lockdowns as well. Mm -hmm. I've got two very close friends who have been on their arse with mental health. I've got, uh, and one really bad, and then I've got my own partner who's got his own anxiety problems and mm. he's trying to figure out whether the pandemic has contributed to that or whether it was going to be there anyway, you know, and, and I think there's a lot of people in that situation. Yeah, I think the pandemic highlighted a lot of those things. I think everybody kind of came away from that believing they were okay. Um, yeah. I know I know. I certainly, I dealt with some stuff after the pandemic because unlike everybody else, nothing changed for me. Nothing changed. I was still going into work as normal. My day was going, it's, all the other stuff was like coming to queue up for the shops and whatever, but you just kind of dealt with it. So, but mine didn't kind of hit until everything went back to normal. And you then kind of, you know, you kind of realise that you've been, how, what you've been dealing with for the last two, the last year and a half. So it, does, it has had a lot of effect, it has had effects on a lot of people. What did, but, what were you doing then, Carl, job-wise for you to? I was working, I was one of those frontline workers. I was working in, with the YMCA. I was working for a homeless, homeless hostel, basically. Right. So we were all, all of those sort of places were still open, still running as normal, just trying to, you know, like like care homes, basically. Mm. They were, you know, we we're all open, dealing with the the. Uh, we had a lot of people kind of struggling with the lockdown. A lot of young, vulnerable people were struggling with that lockdown because their whole lives. I think it affected the young people a lot more than lockdown because their whole lives are just halted. Like all those young people that had to go to university, who now have not had the university experience because they've been locked in their dorms from. Mm. You know, so it affected, I, I saw firsthand how it affected a lot of young people. It was really quite sad to see. Mm -hmm. I don't think they took any of that into consideration once we were relaxing laws and everything. Now, there are people now who are dealing with, with social anxieties because they're not comfortable being close to people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's just, what I feel it did is the, what, the what the pandemic did is kind of intensify those feelings. And, and it was the reason... One of the things I, I heard Simon Simon Sinek said it right at the beginning of the lockdown. He said, we need to take care of the people who are not coping right now, but we also need to make sure we take care of those people when this is over, because there are a lot of, but you have to think about those people. When this goes back to normal, you're, you're mm. going to have to remember those people who, you know, because there's a lot of people who are experiencing things right away. And yes, we must take yeah. care of them, but it's those that seem like they're okay now are the ones that you need to really pay attention to when this when we seem to go back to normal. And I've seen I've seen that happen a lot. There's a lot of people that have had a lot of, had had a lot of struggle with that. Mm. But yeah, just I wanted to nip back to your 
because your, your your motto really the Neville settle bless like I absolutely love it as a as a as a as a, as a mantra it's it's something that definitely I think touches especially myself close to heart and I know a lot of people out there I suppose I was I wanted to know how how literally do you I suppose explain or coach people to get to a point of look you know if you're maybe 80 percent happy that's you know not good enough you should be giving that up and only accepting a hundred percent of of your happiness is is there is there a level that you know that you would I suppose be pushing someone or urging them encouraging them to move to pursue that happiness or is there a a minimum and maximum kind of think of an example like you know same as like yourself if, if someone who's been with like a childhood sweetheart for example in a relationship for a number of years and all of a sudden they're having doubts as to whether they want to spend the rest of their life with this person you know how do they know if they're settling for familiarity or actually um i, I should be not settling in this instance mm-hmm. That is a really difficult one, Alan, because everybody's different. For me, for my particular story, I knew that I was settling very early on because of somebody I'd already met and still had huge feelings for, but couldn't have, basically. So, and that wasn't a secret, by the way, between me and my husband. So... I try to play that down. I try to throw that away. I try to say that doesn't matter anymore. And it's like shoving something down. And and then for me, it was a a pivotal moment when I had a session with an acupuncturist, which did I tell you about that, Carl, the other day? Nope, we didn't cover that. But we got time now. (laughs) Oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) Another mad story. So, yeah. So basically, I'd got really bad skin at the time. I'd got something called acne rosacea. So I still I still go very pink at times, but I was getting a lot of spots. And I randomly had to take a guy that I'd never met before to a meeting with something I was involved with at the time. And he and I was a bit pissed off that I'd been roped into it. But anyway, it turned out it was a lovely guy and we got on grey and all the rest of it. His name's Brian. I've never seen him from that day to this. But he told me about this wonderful filly, his words, not mine, Mm. called Claire, who was an acupuncturist. And he was telling me all about Claire and she'd just qualified and she used to be in the RAF and blah, 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 blah. And I'd actually been thinking about acupuncture for my skin. I thought it might be a good avenue for me to try. So I ended up booking five sessions. She'd just qualified, intro sessions. And at the end of the fifth one, she said, right, Mel, she goes, I'm only interested in dealing with mind, body and spirit. She goes, I'm not interested in symptoms. She goes, and some people at this point will cut and run because they don't want to delve any deeper into what may or may not be going on. So she said, it's entirely up to you. And I was just like, yeah, OK, no, no, that, I can do that. Have you got the balls, Mel? That's what she's basically saying. Have you got the balls? A lot of people run away at this point, Mel. (laughs) Not you. How about you? How about you? you? Yeah, exactly. It was, to be fair, it was like that. And so I was like, no, 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 I want to do this. I want to do this. And she goes, okay. She goes, because I have to tell you, you are deeply unhappy. Wow. And I just looked at her. I've been married a year at this point. Mm. And I went, no, I'm not. 
I'm very happy. You know, I'm very happy. I've been married a year and da 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 da. Yeah, I'm very happy. right here. Can you see it? Can you see it? And she says, "I just have to say it as I see it. You are deeply, deeply unhappy." And it was like literally, right? A sledgehammer was cracked over my head, wide open, and these fucking tears came from absolute nowhere and yeah I was a complete mess and she was newly qualified and very inexperienced and she had another client coming in straight after me mm. rather than trying to sort me out and all the rest of it I was kind of left walking out crying like with any client <laughs> a complete <laughs> mess yeah. Not everywhere. And yeah. All right. Sorry. Anyway, that's the end of the session now. <laughs> yeah, thanks, yeah, yeah. thanks for coming with us. Next week. Up we go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so literally, I was I was a complete fuck up for the next two weeks, and, and I I almost uh, messaged this the ex, you know, the one that I mentioned earlier, and all of that sort of stuff, and didn't. But the, uh, two weeks later, I sort of messaged Claire or phoned her and said, listen, I've got to tell you, I've been a mess the last two weeks. Can we meet for a coffee? Because, you know. You owe me. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and she, she was a bit scared. She, she admitted afterwards because she yeah. knew that she'd cocked up. Anyway, I wasn't horrible or anything. I just basically said, you know, the way you dealt with that, you opened up Pandora, Pandora's box and then let me go out into the world and... You know, I nearly got in touch with my ex-boyfriend and, you know, and I'm married and all of that. So, so anyway, we, we sorted things out and then I carried on seeing her for quite a few years, actually. And with the acupuncture, it was a lot of counsel at the, at the same time. She was mm. fantastic to, for me to talk with right. and her objectivity, even though I didn't want to hear it a lot of the time, because I was like, no, she was like, oh, you just, yeah. you want this you know, knight on a white horse to come and save you, you know, and and I was like, no, I don't. She said, yes, you do. That's exactly what he represents. And then she kept saying to me, she goes, I fully, fully believe that the reason why you haven't got over your ex is, is to get, is the catalyst for you to get out of this marriage. Because there's like a, there's a karmic connection. You've got a soul contract there. You've You've been in past lives together, whatever. I don't know if you guys believe in, in that sort of stuff, but it felt right to me. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, so that was... I'm going to have to re- remind myself what the question was, Alan, but... I, oh, yeah, you, you were talking about a barometer, weren't you? Sort of, of yeah. people, people wanting to do something. You knew that this was a, yeah, a level of... Actually, for anyone who's kind of, like, on the balance as to working out whether, yes, they should step over the mark and, you know, where is the, the level for not settling, really? Mm. Yeah, I think think the trouble is, right, there are a lot of people out there that are settling, but will never do anything about it because they just can't see how the, the fear of what may happen or, you know, the worst thing possible, they end up homeless, they end up alone for the rest of their life, they end up whatever it might be, that is too scary for them to even do something about it. And unfortunately, that is the case for a lot of people. In terms of the people that do something about it, you know, there are people in relationships where they're questioning things, but it, with a little work, they can get back what they had. But I think if, yes, yeah. I, I think if everybody's honest with themselves, well, I was going to say, you know, right from the early days, really, whether this is the one. But if you've never experienced anything different to what you've got, 
and mm. how do you know? Yeah, I, I understand. It's, it's it's a difficult thing. I think sometimes you know we all get that sort of that belly sense that comes up and the, the, that little niggle maybe that actually yes, I I think there is oh, something up that's not quite right. But again, and I kind of agree with the whole understanding yourself is probably most paramount and actually taking the time to know what you want rather than get caught up in the the, the, the noise of life and the, the routine of the and the expectation of okay I'm this old I need to be doing this or yeah. this is what my friends are doing so this is what I'm going to do and then before yeah. you know it you do end up in a position of say trapped but you know in a position of okay well I thought this was going to lead to happiness why am I happy that's what happens when you live your life by somebody else's criteria though isn't it if and to be honest that, that's probably what I did as well you know I was I didn't get married till I was 35 and even though I'd got a son from a, obviously a different relationship, I wanted to have another sibling for him. I just wanted the norm, you know, mm. and I never, I never expected to be a single mom and all the rest of it. Mm. And friends are, are all getting married around you and, and having kids yeah. and all the rest of it. And it, it is a massive influence, you know, because you do get carried along with what society says you should or shouldn't be doing at, at certain ages. Mm. And it is hard to to break out of that, really, when you're in it. But I think, I don't know, I think the other thing is you can't be blaming other people for your unhappiness. Like, and this is something that took me a while to get my head around, because you can go from one relationship into another into another, and the, and the constant is you. So if you keep having shit relationships or you keep attracting the same people and it end in the same way or you're feeling the same way, it's not their fault, you know. You need to look at it's yeah. down to you, yeah, exactly. It's accountability, isn't it? <laughs> that's my yeah. That's my thing. Is I'm all about that. You have to take. You have to kind of take a moment to kind of see where you're responsible in this. Yeah. You, know, you have to take a moment to kind of think like, okay. And as you said, you've gone through all of these different people. They can't all be the problem. They're all very, very different. You are the common denominator within this situation. Yeah. And you need to kind of look at yourself and kind of say, okay, so what am I doing? Yeah. And then in terms of people that are settling in careers or settling in other ways, I always remember an analogy given to me in a property seminar I was at, I think, and the guy on the stage was saying, you know, we can all be sat on that rusty nail. Mm. It's, it's how far or how hard you're sitting on that rusty nail. When it becomes excruciating, that's when you'll actually get off your ass and do something and change it. Yeah. But most people are so comfortable in yeah even though they're not comfortable do you know what I mean I think uh, when it comes to the career side of things I think it's it's fear of the unknown it's fear because yeah I mean I I kind of changed my career based on on redundancy as well because I used to work I used to work as a for a jewelers I used to work for a jeweler for a very long time I, was, I did 16 years 16 years man and boy it's years of my life they were <laughs> they were yours but yeah you, yeah. you, you experienced the other side of it or the yeah. fun part but it was—it just wasn't fulfilling me at all. There's nothing fulfilling about the about the role at all. I was, as much as I was learning things, I met many great people there, but it wasn't fulfilling. So, and I think what made me feel like it was time to change is when my kids were asking me what I was doing, what 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 I did for a job. And I, when I broke it down, I was like, I, I open boxes. This <laughs> what I open boxes. I unpack boxes. Anybody else would be like, but you see diamonds and gold and platinum. I was like, no, I open boxes. That's what I do. It doesn't matter what's in them. It's just what I'm, and it just didn't work for me. And I, I was looking at so many different avenues. I looked into counseling, psychology, all that sort of stuff. 
I wouldn't take the leap. I'd like do a little course here and a little course there. And then I'd tell myself I couldn't. And it was like, as you, you know, the universe is like, redundancy, mate. Now what are you going to do? And I literally went from, I went, I went into a job that I was earning like half the amount of money I was earning before. And then kind of worked my back, way back up. And then managed to get all the training and stuff along the way. So it's like, it, it you, that kick, you kind of because it was it's fear that stops you from making that decision. You can't just say, "Oh, I'm gonna, yeah, that's it, I'm gonna do it." You have just so much uncertainty in mm-hmm. making that change, especially so far outside your remit as well. Because all I, as I said, all, I was in this job for such a long, such a long time. It's all I knew. Mm. I kept telling myself I wanted to do something different. Pick the newspaper up and look the stock control. <laughs> you know, it's like what are you doing you wanted to do something else yeah but i know this you yeah. know and you just keep but going is it, is it always the uh, is it always the the universe that decides like <laughs> these, these moments all appear to be that you know it's the universe that's actually decided that it doesn't decide i don't think it decides i think what it, it does is kind of says look i'm going to show you this right it's it's here there's this thing it's over here but you know this is still here well this is over here so like and I'm, I'm showing for those that aren't watching because I don't even do we don't do videos. I'm holding my hands up like anybody understands. <laughs> but you know, on, on, on your, <laughs> it's a puppet show for everybody. On the left hand side, you've got this thing here that is pretty much could could take you in the direction that you want to go. There's no definite, there's no certainty. But you know, over here, you've got certain 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 that you will continue to do exactly what you know, and you know what the outcome is for that. You're going to be completely, you're going to be as happy as you are right now. You're not going to be any more happy. No you won't be, no less. Maybe you could be. You could be a little bit less happy, but you're yeah. not going to be any more happy. But you, so you know this. But over here, wow, this could do great things, or maybe not. There's no. Dip. So that's what I mean when I say the universe, because it hold, it shows you this thing. It shows you something else. It opens another door. But also, but this is what I'm like, to, to wait for people to, to kind of like, are people, are we telling people, wait for the universe to show you your options? No, no, but it's, no. it's the classic. It's the classic when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, because mm. that that thing might have presented itself to Carl and to me. And if I hadn't have been through all of the things I've been through, I wouldn't have recognised it as serendipity or whatever. I'd have just seen it as, oh Christ, this is another investment. Maybe not. Um, mm, yeah, it, it's a bit scary and and all the rest of it. But because of the journey I've been on, I saw it as an opportunity to to go for it finally but a lot of people wouldn't have you know because they're still holding on to that security or, or whatever mm. um, and it is hard you know it has not been easy for me I was earning a, I was earning good money and I've not been earning good money in comparison when I've done when I've done the change mm. um you know, it doesn't start like that it's not about because no, exactly. it's, it's not about the money you know it will it's you know when you because exactly. they, they say when you do it when you do something that you you enjoy and you, you know you'll, you become good at it, the money will come Mm. it's not it's not about the money it's just about kind of developing yourself within that space yeah because for me when when with what you said there I was I felt trapped so when it when that presented itself I was like this is the escape that I need because you can't leave in a job in a job that you know there's going to be less than what you ever see and then just walk into that because how you've got you've got bills to pay but then it presents itself with a there's a backup for you like with that redundancy money now, it's a little bit of a cushion to lean mm. on while you so you're like, okay, so this this opportunity's presented itself. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. 
so it was before, before then I felt trapped because they wouldn't allow me to pursue my, my current job would not allow me to pursue the counseling thing that I wasn't able to they wouldn't give me the time to do my degree so now I felt trapped and when they offered that redundancy it was like there it is that's the escape I'm going to jump through that window yeah and it's fantastic I, I'm I don't look back at all I'm so happy well, we did have good times out back in the back. back oh, in the massively, day. massively. Yeah, yeah, some good days. There's a lot of experiences I wouldn't have had if I wasn't there. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's very true. It's, it just seems like very typical stories that you know, people end up going through these massive journeys and requiring these pivotal points to kind of get to a position of happiness and fulfillment. And it's, I suppose, it's not time wasted because it's all education. Mm. And it'd be, it'd be nice to give people a, I don't know, I suppose, the enthusiasm and the courage to actually pursue these these early urges of you know, fulfilling destinies rather than i suppose getting caught up in a in a rat race type scenario first and then having to get to a point of you know how do i build myself up after i've re reached rock bottom but uh, a level of cornering yourself and yeah it's a shame but it's you know it's, it's good to know that there's opportunity still <laughs> and there's always opportunity to that can rise out of it I suppose for me, I'm seeing it as more just opening your eyes to the opportunity and being aware and open to receive it. Because I think probably a lot of the time things are are there and they're just, they're, they're firing at you, but they're just not, you're just not listening to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. And it's ignorance because you've, you know, you're comfortable with that. I don't need that. Oh, that's not going to change you too well, quickly for me. I'll give you a very visceral example of one of those little universal nudges. So I was supposed to get married in 2008 with my husband mm. and we took, well, I took ages to choose the venue. It was between two and eventually we settled on the one and we were due to get married in the August and this was in the April and the whole thing burnt down. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. It was oh, an my old, God. An old historic building, beautiful building, and we did look at each other and go, is this an omen, you know? <laughs> and, and we both saw it as a potential omen, but I was like, no, charge ahead, we'll keep going, you know? And then- Don't let this stop us. <laughs> Gandalf is literally standing there saying, you shall not pass, ignore him. <laughs> ignore him, let's go. Yeah, it's this is the thing you have to kind of be in the right mind and what I, what I look at and I'm not a, a religious person I suppose you could say I was spiritual but what that says is that you had to experience what you experienced in order to be where you are now so you did technically you did have to kind of go through it yeah oh you god yeah and, and you had to go through it and the, and the reason I've had to go through it other than breaking the karmic connections and the, and the soul contracts and all the rest of that if that's mm. all something that people believe in is also to have that experience to then be able to help them that yeah. are going through, you know, because as you know, like you, you only need to be two or three steps ahead of someone else to be able to shine that light for them, mm -hmm. to, give, to give them the, the courage and, and the knowledge and the compassion to, to know that it's possible, you know, because a lot of people don't talk about it. You know, I'm honest to a fault, probably I'm, I'm quite open, but I was not open with my husband about anything mm -hmm. really you know because I had this big secret that I just was just hiding for so long and I and my, my friends and family sort of could see it at times but mm. I'm like no 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 I'm fine yeah I'm fine, you know 
Um, I'm happy through tears. I'm so happy. And another thing that happened, this is really weird. I was literally sat in the kitchen, I think cooking dinner or something. And these tears, I wasn't crying. I wasn't upset. These tears just continually streamed. And, and he's looking at me going, you're right. And I'm like, I, I just don't, I don't know why they're coming. <laughs> but it was just like this. I don't know. I'm not sure why I'm leaking. It was like angel. I, I could only say it's like angel tears or something. Honestly, they just kept coming and coming and coming. I wasn't upset. I wasn't sad about anything. It was just bonkers. But not was, consciously anyway. No, exactly. <laughs> Not consciously, but so now, now as a as a coach, right? You you feel comfortable in that space? Oh yeah, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. No, I I, I agree because I wanted to say I was going to say this at the beginning when we a few days ago, I was saying to Alan earlier, I don't know if you've ever watched anybody like click into coach mode as you did when we were talking the other day it was it was so it was so i know it was it was, it was so amusing because it caught me off guard i'm not <laughs> sure if you remember i'm not sure if you remember we were talking i think i mentioned something about me going on to to do some studying and, and mm. looking in for to to a degree and i think i said one thing that you kind of it's you kind of went and you can hear that little voice there go coach mode activated and then she just kind of was like so why why do you why do you think you need to do a degree? Even her, even her hands like the hand she just kind <laughs> of the head body tilt. the, the whole slight head tilt and like and I was suddenly like whoa wait I recognise that tone <laughs> what's going on so it's almost it's like it's, it's a natural kind of space. Well, do, you, do you know what it actually was? Well, I think it I think it is a bit of that, but I'm I am curious about most people. Like my partner takes the piss out of me every time we're in an Uber or a taxi and I've had a couple of drinks or whatever. I am quizzing that taxi driver about where's he come from originally and what's his family like and does he like it in this country? And, you know, and, <laughs> and we, we had this on Sunday and this taxi driver was going, I've never had anybody talk to me like this before. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like just want to drive, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I know, because you were talking about doing a psychology degree, I was more intrigued because for me, like even though I, I did do psychology a long, long time ago, had if I had my time again, I probably wouldn't do a degree at all because mm. I've lost faith in our education system largely. I, I know there's merit in it and I know mm. there's a lot of value in it and all the rest of it, but I'm not convinced that the way things are taught these days are the right way. And I just thought, because you seem such a natural, Carl, I just wondered whether, whether you needed a degree or whether you could do it a different way but when you told me that you wanted to do counseling and all the rest of it then that yeah makes, it's, it's, it's that literally pathway yeah. into something else it's not it's not like oh I think I need this although I do have the whole imposter syndrome thing anyway but um, no, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. from that perspective it was just watching you kind of just like click in you, you, you it was just normal conversation you would, and in the moment I said what I said we just kind of went start transformers <laughs> <laughs> so why, so why, and I thought, wow, and I was, oh, I was so much, I was so caught. I was like, oh, just in, oh. I think I stuttered through it because I was like, I don't, I don't know what to say. I'm being coached at the moment. I'm, I'm stuck. What's happening? What's uh, happening? This is just to arrange an interview. What is happening? <laughs> She's gonna invoice me. The invoice is coming next. What's happening? 
But no. what, what, what I wanted, I wanted to ask though, because I mean, you've been coaching for a bit now. What, and I want to, I've wrote this one down, so bear with me. I want to ask it properly. Can you give me one thing you wish you'd known before becoming a coach? Yeah, I think, I think the thing that stopped me probably for a long time was not feeling good enough or like I knew enough. And it's that whole leadership thing. Like people kept talking about leadership, leadership. And I'm like, I'm not a leader, you know, and you've got that whole imposter syndrome going on and all the rest of it. And I didn't put enough value on my life experiences because, mm. as I said to you earlier, you only need to be two or three steps ahead of where somebody else is for you to be the expert pretty much because they haven't traveled that far yet. And that's a scary place to be. And for them to have somebody that, that has done that and they can relate to and resonate with and, and, and all the rest of it is, is way more powerful than I gave it credit for. Because I thought, well, I need to have an accreditation or I need to, I've been doing it for 10 years. I need to be doing this. Yeah. And, and all of that is a crock of crap really, because, you know, if you, if you, if you actively listen and, and really listen to somebody without judgment, without advice, because everybody's got the answers within themselves anyway, but it takes, you know, talking and, and for it to be reflected back to you, mm. for you to go either, oh yeah, or bollocks, I knew that anyway, <laughs> you know, and, and all of that sort of stuff. So, so yeah, I think, I think the main thing would be value your experience way more than you are but certainly in my you know in my experience that's that's what it was i wasn't valuing that enough all right so if that was a, one of let's say three things people should take away from this podcast what would the other two things be what if they want to change their life or if they're thinking about things or yeah as, as in someone who, who are looking for people are looking for purpose and you know okay. what could they what could they take away from, a, I suppose, from 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 this po podcast for your experiences and lessons learned as such? I think don't let the fear drown you because the thought is always worse than rea than the reality. I can't speak, but you know we hear yeah. that a lot. The thought is always worse than the reality, and it's so true because I went through a whole thing like, oh no, I'm going to have to move back in with my mother. Oh no, I'm going to lose this house. Oh no, this. Oh no, that. Mm, none, yeah. none of that happened mm, it's um, what ifs isn't it? endless <laughs> yeah because you find a way when you're you know you only have to worry about the next thing that's presented to you you don't have to think about that thing that's 10 steps away which is what we all do and then we all think we're going to be living under a bridge which mm -hmm. is which is very rarely the truth you know so just whatever that next thing is you've got to deal with deal with it and then the next thing will unfold and so on and so on we're so trained to have to think, oh, shit, I need to know how, 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 how it's all going to yeah. happen. You don't. You've got to make the decision. That is the hardest part. The, the night I told my husband I didn't love him was one of the hardest things I've ever, ever done. Um, and it was a chasm that opened up. He said something and, and it was visceral to me that this chasm, had, it was New Year's Eve 2012, right? And... <sighs> We'd got a load of people coming for a party, and occasion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like he said something, and he actually said something about the ex-boyfriend. And what he said was, "I knew it was a complete lie. I knew that what he'd said, I had not said. 
and mm. and this chasm opened and I, I've got two choices. I either walk through it and I say what I've needed to say for a long time or I close it up and carry on with the party. And yeah, I, I just put my big girl's pants on and I went for it because I think I'd, I'd run out of excuses to myself mm. at that point. And I couldn't put him through it anymore anyway. It wasn't being fair to him. Certainly wasn't being yeah. fair to myself. So, so yeah. So slightly sidetracked there, but the fear, the, the, the thought is never as bad as the reality. Money is a big one that keeps people stuck. Mm. There's always a way around it. Even if it means doing another job or two jobs instead of one job and all the rest of it, just to get you through that interim period. Yeah. Do it. You know, nothing's out of bounds. Nothing's unachievable. And even if you do have to go and live with your mother for six months, it's probably not the worst thing in the world. You know, if it gets you to a happier place and if you're really feeling that way, you know, if you're really feeling like stuck, like, you know, you're settling, but you won't admit it to yourself. When you actually finally make the decision to change whatever it is, it's so liberating. Honestly, I can't tell you it's so liberating. I can imagine. But I want to know is, did the party continue? It did, right? It did. (laughs) What happened at midnight? Sorry, (laughs) I cannot say. I want to know what happened after that. Well, midnight was great because one of the guests brought out the tequila. And uh, so up, up until that point, my husband was pretty sad looking. Obviously, it was a bit uncomfortable and all the rest of it. And then the tequila came out at 12 and then before I knew it was five o'clock and there's all sorts of random photos that night of people having a good time. So it actually turned out to be a really good New Year's Eve, even okay. though I'm not sure my husband would agree, but or my ex-husband, but yeah, it was a good night. There was pictures what? of me wearing bras over my tops and hey. yeah, somebody had like got all my sports bras out of the drawer <laughs> Yeah, so that was that was your husband that, chucking all your clothes. Out. Yeah, that, that's what happened when the tequila came out. <laughs> like, Here's another one. Take that with you. Yeah. I don't think I'm busy this New Year's actually, so I think I'll look for an invite. If that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's how the sad parties go. I can see when you're in a good mood. <laughs> I mean, definitely. It's been really great talking to you, Mo. It really has. I actually hope that we can we can have an opportunity to do it again. Um, yeah, definitely. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been a really great laugh. But before you do, before you do head off, do you want to let everybody know like where they can where they can find you and what you got going on? Yeah, so my website is Mel Clark Coaching. I've got Clark with an E, and Mel is M E L com. My email address is Mel at MelClarkCoaching.com. You can find me on Insta and Facebook as Mel Clark Coaching. I tend not to be on Instagram that often. I'm not very good with it. I'm more I'm more into Facebook. I've also got a Facebook group called Life with Life Beyond Relationships with Purpose or Life with Purpose Beyond Relationships, sorry. <laughs> so if anybody's interested in joining that, it's just a bit of a content sharing and an interaction in there. Just a free Facebook group. Yeah. And then if you if you're interested in ultimate contribution, you can see that on my website as well. And yeah, I think that's it. Fantastic. Brilliant. I don't know if we need to give our socials anymore, Al. We've been doing it for the last God knows how long. I think they know where to find you us. Know, they they you know, know where we're at. If you don't know where <laughs> to find us by now, then yeah, we don't want you. No, I'm joking. We <laughs> do, we do, we really do want you. Please, please find us. We're we're here. If you find well, if you find the podcast, all the info is in the uh, in the show notes, where I'll also be putting your information as well, Mel. 
So yeah, I suppose I suppose that kind of brings us to the end, man. I was actually I could have gone on a lot longer, to be fair, you know. But it's getting late. It's a school, <laughs> night. It's a school night. I know. <laughs> you know. But yeah, so I think if what we'll what we'll do now, we'll wrap up. And Mel, you've been fantastic, and I'm, you know, good luck with Thanks everything. Thanks for your time. Thank, thank you very much for your time. Glad. Thank you for reaching out. It's been one of our one of our best interviews. I'll say, been a good fun. Thanks for reaching out. Thank you very much. See you guys next week. Take care, people.